The Kitchen Angle Show. A Jersey native. Home of everything and anything. Your host, Mike. Hey guys, hey guys. Happy Tuesday, happy Tuesday. Excuse me. Um... Hope everybody had a, a good weekend, and uh, hope everybody's going to be enjoying the week. <clears throat> Excuse me, I got a tickle in my throat. So, uh, allergies are terrible here in Georgia. Anyways, um, today we're going to talk about a lot of different things on the show. Uh, we're going to get into, um, you know, what the president's uh, doing with this whole coronavirus thing. We're going to get into the... Um, Stimulus checks. We're gonna get into. I mean, we're gonna get into a lot. Uh, just a lot of different things. Uh, talking about how restaurants are now um, uh, now depending on uh, customers. I mean, yeah. Like I said, it, folks, you, you, your favorite restaurants. Uh, you know, Applebee's. Uh, you know, I, I can name a. I can only name a few. You know, uh, you know, Fridays. All these good restaurants, American restaurants that we uh, you know so love going to. Uh, they're really depending. On us, you know, um, and you know, a lot of these restaurants uh, are 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 pretty much uh, contracting with uh, you know uh, delivery uh, delivery services such as you know Grubhub and Uber Eats and Postmates and I mean some of these restaurants never used these before ever, and all of a sudden now they're signing up for them because I mean it's pretty much the only line of business that they can. Uh, uh, they can offer right now. I mean, right? I mean, you still can't sit in a, a restaurant right now and sit down with your family or your friends. You know, uh, they're still closed down. Uh, most of these restaurants been are going on about uh, about two months now. Two months of uh, of uh, you know what we're, what we're calling it now the restaurant quarantine uh, period. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's it's just it's it's terrible. It's terrible. I got a sound clip I want to play um, of, uh, of, you know, which is just everything that's just been going on, you know? Yeah, guys. So basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to plug in this uh, sound clip, uh, you know, that I came up with here. And um, this is exactly what, uh, you know, what restaurants need to survive uh, the COVID-19 coronavirus outbreak. And uh, this is really going to help them. Uh, so, you know, if I say this, if you're a small business owner or you're, you know, uh, you have a small, you know, restaurant shop, you know, somewhere in, you know, Queens or, you know, the East Village of New York, you know, uh, or anywhere for that matter, uh, just using it for example, uh, you know, listen to the sound clip. It's really going to help your business uh, survive uh so to speak, with this this whole outbreak. Probably seen postings on social media encouraging you to keep ordering takeout and delivery and tipping to support small business. You may have even seen GoFundMe pages to support staff at some of your favorite restaurants. While contributions of any size are greatly appreciated, they're a temporary holdover, if even that. Restaurants are losing money at an astronomical rate, well beyond anything they can recover. That's why if bars and restaurants are going to open after this crisis, they need your help. We need help. One, 
access to cash. What restaurants need to get through COVID-19 is cash. In the form of forgivable loans from the federal government for payroll and rent, as well as payroll tax and sales tax deferments. Restaurants have fixed costs, right? So that's insurance, rent, taxes, all of which need to get paid. None of these expenses are being frozen and there's no cash flow to pay for them. We pay our bills from 45 days ago with cash that we would normally be making this week. Restaurants operate on such small margins as it is. Almost every restaurant business has debt. And last week, with little or no diners, we all had no cash flow. We still had to make payroll, and we still had to pay our purveyors and vendors, and that's wiped out what little cash we had left. We need meaningful action from our government to prevent the mass extinction of restaurants and all of the businesses affected by our closure, and we need that before it's too late. Two, support for our workers. We were forced to shelter in place for the safety of New York. Our workforce, like the rest of us, are going through a global crisis, and putting them on an unemployment benefit that is subminimum wage is not a solution. At a minimum, their benefits need to be doubled to keep them out of personal financial crisis. Restaurants are run by so many more people than those that greet you when you come in or when you sit down at the bar. There's a lot going on behind the scenes between the dishwashers and the porters. We have line cooks, prep cooks, pastry cooks, servers, bartenders, managers. The handymen, the repairmen. And the restaurant industry employs a fair amount of undocumented workers who are unable to get any unemployment benefit at all. Any financial aid we receive will go directly to these people. Restaurants are only one part of the food chain, and if they fail, the rest of the chain collapses. From the farmers that grow our produce, to the butchers that bring us our meat, to the dry cleaner that launders our aprons. Our 60 employees get coffee and juices and dog food on this one block alone. Everyone is affected by this. So we have formed the New York Hospitality Coalition. It's a grassroots effort to unify local businesses and establishments to help and protect the almost 250,000 New York hospitality workers in this crisis. Our goal is to serve as a megaphone for the New York hospitality industry and to present a unified message to our local representatives about the issues that matter most. We have come together to protect businesses from the largest, most powerful restaurant groups to the small family-owned businesses. While we started this in a time of crisis, the New York Hospitality Coalition will continue into the future and serve as a permanent resource for the businesses of our industry. Already we have 300-plus establishments, and similar coalitions are forming all around the country. There's Chicago, there's D.C., Philly, uh, L.A. They're, all, they're popping up all over the place. How can people at home help? Here's how you can help. Subscribe to the New York Hospitality Coalition. Stay up to date on the latest action items. From calling your representatives and advocating for our needs to participating in ground-swelling social actions, our industry needs organized and informed supporters. We want- All right, guys, I'm going to stop it right there. <clears throat> uh, basically, um, you know, I, uh, <clears throat> I had listened to the uh, this sound clip uh, way before I, uh, I plugged it into my show just now. And uh, the reason why I chose this uh, this certain coalition up in New York uh, is because uh, one, uh, New York City has been the most area in the United States that's been affected by this thing, and uh, I got some friends of mine that uh, uh, you know uh, that live up there. Uh, I have not seen it firsthand. Uh, you know, I come from the New Jersey, New York uh, metropolitan area. I was born born and raised in that area. I understand the the large some amount of uh, restaurants in that area. I mean, they range from big chain restaurants uh, to you know the middleman 
Uh, it's a basically small, uh, small mom and papa shops, you know, right in the, the East Village of New York. I mean, these these restaurants they they depend on people on a on a nightly basis, and the some of these restaurants, like I mentioned, especially the uh, the smaller end restaurants. Uh, we use the term uh, mom and pop shops, right? Uh, that term is not used a lot anymore. It, it, but in my eyes, I still use it uh, because uh, these these type of people are affected in every way, not just with the COVID-19 outbreak virus, but uh, just on a daily struggle. I mean, some of these people, they struggle to stay open. Uh, the, 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 the rising cost of rent, uh, utilities, everything, uh, from payroll to you know pay their workers uh, to get the product in you know uh, some of these people they they go out to extreme measures to get the product in uh, these people guys they need your help uh, not just New York but the rest of the country they need your help and and, and restaurants are uh, for the first time in my lifetime and I'm sure other people uh, can can relate to this for the first time I mean uh, restaurants are facing uh, mass extinction and um, they're really depending on uh, the ones that did sign up and the ones that do have, uh, you know, the food delivery services such as, uh, you know, uh, Grubhub and Uber Eats and Postmates and such and such. Uh, those are the ones that are finding themselves uh, really signing up for those services uh, because they're depending on people, uh, you know, to, to, to try their food, to try their product and to, you know, to use uh, Uber Eats as, you know, the only uh, method of uh, delivering uh, their their food, their product to the to cons to the consumer, uh, it's 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 really uh, it's affecting it all over the place. I, uh, I was you know I was just down in uh, uh, Midtown Atlanta uh, about a few days ago, and um, I mean you 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 can walk down uh, Midtown Atlanta, which is known for the nightlife and the and the restaurants and the eateries and everything else. You can walk down that strip, guys. You you can. You can walk down that strip and you can see just empty restaurants, empty seats that are basically flipped over on its, you know, on its tables. You know, usually what they do, you know, when they close down a restaurant for the night, you know, and then they reopen it the next day. Well, guess what, guys? They're not they're not they're not uh they're not closing down their restaurant and they're not opening it up the next day for for customers to sit down and enjoy their atmosphere and enjoy their food you know while they sit down with their families they're, the those chairs guys have been flipped over on the table for you know a few months now already and you know signs all over the place due to the coronavirus outbreak uh the store is only available for takeout and uh delivery service only you see signs all over the place in Atlanta and all over the country for that matter. It's just, it's affecting it. Um, uh, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're facing, uh, we're, we're facing a, a pandemic that we've never faced before. Uh, we're facing a, uh, an outbreak that we never faced before. Um, this thing is, 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 uh, is creating chaos, so to speak, uh, to the, uh, the business owners of the restaurant industry. Um, you know, I was talking to a, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine, uh, that's a, uh, that's a butcher and I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to say names, you know, for privacy issues. I'm not going to say names for privacy issues, but, uh, you know, uh, you know, he was, uh, you know, he's a butcher. He works up in, uh, up in New York, you know, a good friend of mine. And, uh, 
I've had him on the show from time to time. You know, he voices his opinions and stuff like that. He's a good aspect to the uh, uh, to the kitchen angle. But um, you know, he was telling me he's like Mike. He's like, you know, I'm, uh, you know, our butcher shop is is. I mean, we're working overtime right now with the with the meat, especially the meat. I mean, they're 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 butchering more meat and preparing more meat for these restaurants to be delivered to the local restaurants and restaurants nearby more than ever. I mean, I, the guy's working, you know, tr- tremendous amounts of overtime. I, t- I told him, I said, how, how, how's that affecting the, uh, uh, you know, that impact? Is it, is it a good impact on the restaurants or a bed? And he's like, a little bit of both, a little bit of both, Mike. And, uh, you know, I wish I had him on the show again, but uh, I'm going to talk to him and see if I can get him back on the show. But, uh, I mean, guys, I mean, like I said, just support your restaurants. Support your restaurants. Uh, I'm going to take a quick little break, guys. Uh, I'm going to get more into the, uh, the restaurant industry of what's facing right now through the coronavirus, but, uh, I'm going to take a quick little break and then I'll be right back after these words, guys. I want to get more into the, uh, you know, what the president is facing now under, under this outbreak. I mean, day by day, day by, oh, you got to listen to it. I got a couple of sound bites. I'm going to plug into the show, but, uh, I'll be right back after these words, guys. Don't go anywhere. Hey guys, if you're out there trying to look for a new product, uh, a natural product, you want to get off uh, the strong medications, the you know the strong everything in this crazy world today we live in. Uh, look no further than Hempworks. Hempworks, what is it, it guys? It, it's a natural uh, supplement. It, it's it's healthy for your body. It's 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 through uh, the natural blend of uh, marijuana, but basically. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's crazy to say that, but Hempworks is actually legal, folks. Uh, you can buy it in stores, uh, online stores, everywhere. Uh, basically, what it is is an oil type of for- uh, formula that you can basically spread all over your body. I'm telling you what, folks, this, this stuff works like wonders. It really does. It's a tremendous product. It, uh, And I'm telling you what, I use it myself uh, for things that, you know, sometimes I go through, you know, like headaches and just everyday stress levels, you know, you apply it on your forehead, boom, you, I mean, God, it's like, it's like a miracle, uh, uh, I call it the miracle pill, so to speak, but it's oil-based, and, uh, I tell you what, guys, that, that headache goes away within minutes, uh, try Hempworks, uh, just log on to Hempworks, uh, uh, dot com. Uh, you can Google it. Hempworks. H e m p w o r x. Make sure you put the X at the end. Uh, so it's Hempworks. Google that right now, guys. I'm telling you what. There's oh boy, uh, so many different products on their page that you can uh, you know you can scroll through, look at it, uh, see if it's the right product for you first. And uh, I'm telling you what, guys. This product uh, you're gonna love it. Uh, they stand by their money too. So, uh, you know, Google Hempworks today, guys. You'll love it. Despite the nearly 1.8 million tests that you say the United States has done, the Inspector General for the Department of Health and Human Services released a report today, a survey of more than 300 hospitals across the country. And the number one complaint from those hospitals were 
severe shortages of testing supplies and well, a really long, long wait time. I mean, it's a week wrong. or longer. And did I hear the word Inspector General? Really? Uh, it's wrong. And they'll talk to you about it. It's wrong. Wrong government. Uh, it's, well, where did he come from, the Inspector General? What's his name? It came from the Inspector no, General. No, what's his report. name? What's I don't know his name well, off the top of my head. Find me his name. Let me know, okay? But, if you find me his name, I'd appreciate it. But, sir, these are hospitals. All I can tell you is this. Sir, we put up on the board. You're going to ask. You're going to ask the admiral. But are we are doing. To say that they're waiting a week or longer Fine. to get their test the results. Why? But we've done more testing so and had more results than any country anywhere in the world. They're doing an incredible job. Now they're all calling us. They want our testing. What are we doing? How do you do the five-minute test? How do you do the 15-minute test? So give me the name of the inspector general. Uh, could politics be entered into that? Follow up on, on this question of the HHS inspector general. By the way, her name was Christy Grimm. And it wasn't so much her opinion, but they interviewed uh, 323 different hospitals. Well, it still could be her opinion. Uh, when was she appointed? When was she appointed? Uh, I'm not sure when she was Will appointed. Will you do me a favor? I'll, I'll, I'll check. No, no, let me know now. I have to know now, <laughs> These are your journalists. They're asking questions they don't even know the answers to. Oh, boy. a better job than anybody in the world right now in testing. There's nobody close. And other nations admit this. Other nations have admitted it very strongly. Other nations... These questions, uh, Jim Acosta, um, he, yeah. he, sir... Deputy Inspector General there... Uh, I'm going to stop it right there, guys. You're hearing questions from, uh, from the mainstream media, uh, uh, media excuse me. The mainstream uh, media, um, just just generalized questions, you know, like with the whole COVID nineteen, you know, with the hospitals and you know the shortages and this and that, and then and then when Trump goes to relate the message back to the media, this this is this is what baffles me. This is this is what baffles me, and this is how I think that this is this whole charade of of what's going on now in this country is going to come to an end. It has to come to an end, uh, because, but. Let me get back to the uh, media, and then I'll jump back to what I was just about to say. This is what baffles me. You got the media that are asking questions, okay? Trump answers. But then when Trump relates the message back to them, you know, who was that person that said it? You're, 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 you're asking questions, folks, that, 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 that you have no knowledge and you don't have the, the correct resources to begin with. So why ask the question when you don't have the correct resource to begin with? You don't know the name of the person. You don't know this. You don't know that. But you only know cer certain parts of the, of, of the equation. That's like, that's like in, uh, in, in, in school when the professor or the teacher uh, asks a question to the, to the student. The student only knows a certain part of the equation, right? Doesn't know the whole thing, but just knows the equation. I mean... <laughs> It's just one thing after the other. And this is why I think this whole uh, pandemic is going to come to an end. It has to come to an end. Uh, you know, it, it, uh, we cannot continue to have this country uh, uh, like this for quite some time. Why? Because one, we live in a democracy. Two, we have freedom and we have freedom of speech. We have all these rights, right, as American citizens. You cannot force Americans to be isolated in their homes. You cannot force Americans to social distance themselves from other people in this country. You can't. You, you simply, people will go into riot. They'll turn against uh, each other. The, they'll turn against their own uh, government and their own uh, uh, federal uh, uh, officials. You can't do that. 
Do you know? I'll tell you exactly what's going on. I'm going from one thing to the next, but this this show has to continue, folks. I need to I need to educate my listeners. I need to educate you people out there to understand what's really going on. You have people right now. You you go over to San Francisco right now. Do you know you have people that enjoy going on their sailboats, uh, you know, doing uh, water activities? There's people over there that are on their boats that are being forced off their boats to be to have them docked in the marinas. Oh yeah, yeah. Since when does police have the right to? Uh, uh, to so-called police their citizens, right? When does a police officer have the right to tell a person, no, you can't be on your sailboat right now? When did that ever happen? Folks, you cannot isolate people in this country. It's against the Constitution. That's why I think this this whole thing, this whole charade is going to come to an end. It has to come to an end. If it doesn't come to an end, uh, trust me, folks, you're, you're going to see another civil war. I mark, I mark my words. You, you will, you, you will see another. Uh, you, you will see another. You will see more riots than ever before. I mean, we certainly seen a lot of riots during the Obama administration. You're going to see a lot more, a hell of a lot more, folks. Um, you, you know, you, you, you are. You're going to see a lot more. The Kitchen Angle Show, an anchor podcast, a show of meaning, determination, motivation, anything to get through your crazy day life. Hey guys, uh, for those who's just joining in, we're talking more about the uh, the coronavirus and how it's a- affecting uh, and impacting people all across this great nation of ours. Uh, I mentioned before in the show how it started impacting and it's still impacting restaurants, uh, the hospitality industry such as restaurants, hotels, uh, everything in the hospitality industry is, is being a has has a major effect on everything. Um, Folks, we uh, we are facing, uh, in my opinion, and others can probably relate, the biggest impact and pandemic that this country has ever faced. We are now in a recession, or soon to be in a recession. Um, the unemployment is now at a 4.5% and rising every day. The stocks have uh, have have. They're not completely tanked, but they're 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 basically losing value. If you have stock, uh, you know you might want to hold on to it as best as you can. Uh, I know I have a few uh, a few pieces of stock in a couple of companies, and some of the companies are doing well, and some of the companies are just you know they're doing terrible. Um, the uh, the four hundred one ks don't get me started with them. Four hundred one ks are taking a flip. Uh, so I mean, this thing is ta- this this is affecting a lot. Are, are we facing a uh, a mass extinction of 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 just uh, social uh, enterprise, so to speak, in this country? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, we're seeing a, a not a complete extinction of uh, restaurants, U.S. restaurants, but we're seeing a big impact on how it's affecting uh, restaurants and other sources of uh, entertainment that people love to do. 
Uh, we're also seeing an impact of uh, ride-sharing services such as Uber and Lyft. We're seeing an impact of the MTA, the subway systems in New York City, uh, other subway and uh, train uh, systems across the country. We're seeing an impact of mass, uh, excuse me, of public ma- uh, transportation. I mean, we're seeing a lot, a lot of impact in this country. This, this, this has to stop. If if it doesn't stop sooner or later, uh, you're 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 gonna you're gonna see the financial market uh, just basically tanked. You're gonna see the you're gonna see the high rise of unemployment. You're gonna see the uh, and we can't afford it. We can't afford to have uh, our economy the way it was under the Obama administration, the Bush administration. It might be even worse than that, folks. It might it might go further uh, into ruins, but beyond that, can you imagine? The recession we had back in 2008, it's, can you imagine a recession worse than that? Can you imagine a recession worse than the 50s and the 20s and all these other uh, uh, crisis scenarios that we faced in this country? Can, can you just imagine that? Can you imagine just just everything of, 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 of its proportion just, just melting away, melting away? Um, I, I certainly can't, um, and that's why I said that this 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 has to stop. This has to stop. Um, Trump needs to uh, 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 open the country back, but open it back up on a uh, a very strictly basis. He has to um, continue the travel bans on the countries that uh, that were. Basically originated before the United States was hit harshly. Absolutely, keep the travel bans on them. Uh, keep international travel uh, banned for now until we can figure out what we can do. We have to do it. We have to do it, folks. Because if we don't do it, if we don't, if, if we continue to have this this country uh, closed down and just continue to uh, uh, to just basically uh, keep it the way it is. You're going to see the greatest uh, U.S. economy that we've had for the last couple of years vanish before your eyes. You are. You're going to see places that were once flourishing under the Trump, Trump administration vanish before your eyes. And we're already seeing it. Um, a lot of people are coming to me and saying, are we facing a, uh, a new enterprise in this country such as uh, uh, socialism? Folks, uh, we, we, we were brought into uh, the whole idea of socialism a, a year ago, uh, right? Not Maybe about six, seven, nine months ago about the uh, agenda of socialism. I, I, we could be seeing it right now. We could be seeing the foundation of socialism in this country uh, to, be get, to beginning to, to brew, so to speak. And um, it's... Uh, it's quite scary, I tell you. It's it's quite scary. It's quite uh, it, it it's quite questionable. It really is. Hey guys, back to the show here. Uh, we're talking more about the uh, the ongoing saga of this coronavirus outbreak, and uh, you know, I was watching a really good uh, clip, and um. Uh, I just want to let my listeners know that uh, this may be a little graphic, the sound clip here I'm about to play. It's about a three, four-minute sound clip. Uh, more and more as I read into this, uh, more and more sounds like it could be true and sounds 
to be fiction. We're talking about social distancing. Uh, that uh, is the government really uh, trying to social distance its own citizens to be isolated uh, to protect one another. But also, I'm reading more about this, and this guys, this 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 virus could be more than what we think it could be. I want to play it here, and uh, like I said, it's it's about a th- three. Actually, it's a five-minute video. Uh, so, you, you know, just listen in. Like I said, it's, it, it's very graphic to some viewers. Uh, but le- like I said, my, my show is, 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 is nothing uh, but graphic sometimes as I uh, try to educate my listeners as best as possible. Folks, this is probably going to be the most intense sound clip I'll ever play on my show, uh, probably. Uh, like I said, this is, show is very new still, so... As it's continuing to grow, uh, I do want to warn that this 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 video uh, this sound clip is very graphic. It's a sound clip that I found off of YouTube uh, about a bunch of scientists uh, that are now claiming that the coronavirus came from space. So you got to listen in, guys. Um, this, like I said, uh, here here it is right now.
All right, guys, I'm going to stop it right there. Uh, basically, you know, this is a scientist, a very well-known scientist, uh, basically, uh, you know, has possibly debunked this um, as uh, a meteor um, uh, with this new virus. Uh, the scientist said that the uh, there was a meteor that was spotted burning up in the sky over China on October 11, 2019. The scientist also said prevailing winds are spreading the COVID-19 in 40 to 60 degree latitudes. Um, guys, whatever this thing is, we, we don't know what the hell it is. Um, could we be seeing possibly uh, a new formation of our society What to begin with? Um, it's scary to say. Uh, it is in, we are in the year 2020. Um, guys, whatever, whatever this thing is, uh, we have to fight it. We have to continue to fight it. And we have to continue to, uh, to go on with our everyday lives. Uh, guys, with that being said, be safe out there. Use common sense. And as always, thank you for listening to The uh, Kitchen Angle. You just heard an episode of The Kitchen Angle Show, an anchor podcast.